we're not asking you to coach. And in fact, I'm going to tell you not to coach, even if you've coached people in the past, because I don't know if what you have learned is congruent with the way we do things at our gym. Hello, and welcome to the Physical Preparation Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Robertson, and today we are going to talk about nine keys to developing a rock-solid internship program. Now, as you know, I had a solo show last week as well, but there was a little snafu with the schedule, considering it was St. Patty's Day, and my guest hailed from Ireland. So that didn't work out, so lucky you, second solo show in two weeks. So today we are going to dive in and we are going to talk about developing an internship program. If you are a coach who wants to develop coaches underneath you, if you own a business, if you're considering starting a fitness business, this is your show. Now listen, when it comes to having an internship program, this is something that we've done at IFAST for 13 years now. And it's arguably one of the most common questions I get asked. Outside of how to write a program, how to coach a specific exercise, I get questions on an almost weekly basis about how to start and develop an internship program. And if I'm being honest, this isn't even something we were interested in doing early on. When Bill and I opened iFast in 2008, I can tell you probably the last thing on our mind was how do we get interns? Now, when the infamous Nick the intern, i.e. Nick Rosencutter, sent us an application, said he wanted to come on, we were all for it, but it's not something we were seeking out. It's not something we were looking for. And keep in mind, over 13 years, our process has evolved quite a bit because if you came into IFAST in 2008, you were being coached by either Bill or myself. There was nobody else. There was no intern. There wasn't even a front desk person. We did it all. So as the business has evolved, as Bill and I have evolved, we've had times where we are doing either a little bit more or a little bit less with regards to the educational side of the internship program. But regardless of where you are at, you know, if you want to start one, if you want to make your current internship program more successful, I really think this show will help. Now, before we dive into the nine things, I also want you to think about this. If you are a student or if you are someone who is looking to get an internship somewhere, this might help you figure out where to start. It may give you some questions to figure out who is really running a solid internship program as well. Because look, Just because somebody has an internship program at their gym doesn't mean they're actually working to grow and educate their interns. They may just look at you as a piece of free labor. So whether you want to build an internship program or whether you're looking to get an internship, I think these nine keys are going to be really helpful and hopefully help you sort out and streamline your process. One thing Bill Hartman and I have talked about for years now is the power of mentorship. Early on, I didn't have a mentor to shape or guide me, or most importantly, help me find the blind spots in my own training and coaching. But luckily, after many years of trial and error, I found Bill, and my professional success exploded as a result. 
But the downside to the mentorship process, at least professionally, is that it can be pricey. For private mentees that I work with, it costs anywhere from $3.99 to $5.99 per month to work together. And while I know the results go far beyond that price, the fact of the matter is that just won't work for a lot of folks. So when Bill and I sat down a while back, we asked ourselves a really tough question. How can we help shape the future of the industry and truly make it great? And beyond that, how can we create amazing content yet make it affordable to virtually every trainer or coach out there? And the answer for us was simple. Restart iFast University. Here's what you'll get when you become a member of iFast University. One update each month from myself and Bill. This could cover anything from improving exercise technique to writing better programs and everything in between. Twice per month Q&As, where Bill and I will personally answer your questions to help you become better at training, coaching, or even running your fitness business. A Facebook group where you'll be surrounded by like-minded trainers and coaches who are serious about getting better, and access to the iFastU archives, where you'll be able to watch literally hundreds of pieces of content from the iFast team over the years. This blend of content and Q&A is specifically designed to help make you the best trainer or coach possible. If you're interested in learning more, head on over to ifastuniversity.com to get signed on. We'd love to have you on board. So let's go ahead. Without any further ado, let's dive in. Number one, the first key is very simple. You got to get started. And I want to lead with a quote here. This is from Voltaire. Probably the only time I will quote Voltaire in my podcast, but he is famous for saying, perfect is the enemy of good. Now, when I first thought of this, I didn't think of the word good. Perfect is also the enemy of done. And this reminds me of Pat Rigsby, my good friend, uh, his quote of saying, you get paid for done. So here's what I'm saying with this. Nothing's perfect at the start. That's okay. When you started training clients, you weren't a perfect coach. If you open a gym at some point in time, your gym was not perfect when you open. Your internship program won't be perfect either, and that's okay. The goal isn't to be perfect. The goal is to get started. So my first step or my first key for you is very simple. Commit to getting started and putting it out into the world. So lots of ways you can do this. One of the things that I did early on was I reached back out to my alma mater, Ball State, and I just let them know, hey, look, we have an internship program here. If you have any students that are looking to become better trainers, better coaches, maybe become physical therapists down the way, let us know. We'd love to have them at our gym. So you can go to your alma mater. You can go to surrounding colleges. You can just put it out into the ether that is the internet. Put it on Instagram and just say, hey, look, um, I'm looking to groom new coaches. I want to give back, help groom the next set of great coaches. So putting it out into the world is your first logical step. And I am a big believer in this idea of promising and then delivering. Too often, you want to have all your pieces in play and you want to have your curriculum set up and you want to have you know, all the, the I's dotted and the T's crossed too often that slows you down, right? And I'm a big believer that things are attracted to speed. So if you say, I want to start an internship program, do it today. Like start putting it out there. So promise and then deliver. And I've used this so many times, whether it was with the complete coach cert. I know I started teasing that six to eight months before it was done. I started talking about it like it was done. Uh, My RTS annual program, same thing. 
when I first started that, I was telling people, hey, I've got this awesome annual program. It's all set up. <laughs> In reality, I had like the first three blocks lined up and I had a lot of the outline there, but the framework was it. I didn't have a lot of the actual deliverable done yet. Uh, I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to tell you when I release or re-release uh, the complete coach cert in September, I'm going to have an online coaching module because I feel like that is a big piece of the puzzle now. And people, coaches, trainers alike want to learn how to better take care of their online coaching clients. So that is a big piece of the puzzle. Promise and then deliver. But key number one is very simple. Get started. Say it and then do it. Number two, define your criteria. And I think this is really valuable. Whether you're hiring a staff member or you're hiring an intern, you got to be picky. You've got to be picky because if you hire the wrong person or if you bring in the wrong intern, man, it can really sour your gym. There's no place worse than going to your place of work and not wanting to be there. Imagine owning a gym, owning a facility, and you don't want to be there because you don't like the people that you work with. It's not a fun environment. All right, so you need to sit down after you have declared to the world that you're going to take on interns, and you need to figure out what is important to you. What would your perfect intern be like? And here are some things that are maybe help get you started, right? Number one, what is their character? What kind of human being are you hiring? Number two, what's their personality like? Are they bubbly? Are they outgoing? Are they talkative? Are they funny? What's their energy level like? These are all things that you need to try and put tabs on, right? Or you need to try and define what a great intern would be. And we do this with, with clients and athletes, right? We talked about the Alan Covsgrove ABCD method of ranking your clients. You could do the same thing with your interns. You know, what does an A-level intern look like? Maybe they're prompt and they're well-groomed and they show up early and yada, yada, yada. And your D-level shows up late, uh, they go in the bathroom and comb their hair for 20 minutes, um, they are crying or an emotional mess half the time they're on the floor, like you could rank them. <laughs> and that D, like we've had an intern like that. <laughs> so I'm just saying you got to try and define what you want so you can put it out in the universe and you can pull it back in. So people ask us a lot, like what are our criteria for hiring interns. And I think far too often people assume that because we're iFast or because we're known for being technicians that you have to be this master technician when you come in. So when I'm interviewing people or when I'm putting it out into the world, what I need from a, a really good intern candidate, there's three things. This is it, three things. Number one, they've gotta be curious. They've got to know that they don't know everything They've got to be willing to ask questions and they got to know why, right? Like, why did we write a program like that? Why did you use that cue? And the best interns and employees we have are curious. They're always asking questions. Number two, they got to be hardworking. Like, I grew up on a farm growing up. I did in-home and work grueling hours. I opened the gym. Bill worked six days a week for like 15 years. You're not going to survive at IFAST if you're not willing to work hard and put in the effort. And then number three, and arguably the most important, is that you got to be a people person. And this is something that a lot of people get hung up on. They assume that you have to be an extrovert. 
I don't think I would classify myself as an extrovert, but if you're an introvert, you still got to like people. <laughs> like that's that's the bottom line. You if you want to be in this space, we are in a service slash people based environment 24 seven. So if you want to be successful as a trainer, coach or rehab professional, you've got to be a people person, you've got to like helping people. So that's key number two, define your criteria. Number three is commit to sharing and commit to teaching. And, you know, when I was outlining the show, one of the things that leaped out at me, I love like stories. I love, you know, specific points in my career or my life that I can say that was really impactful. So I think it was like 2014, Dave Tenney asked me to come out and speak at the Sounders Sports Science Seminar. And, you know, Dave does the keynote talk because he's Dave and he's running the seminar. But one of the things that he said really stood out to me. He looked around the room and I would say 33 to 50% of the MLS strength coaches in the league were in that room. So these are all Dave's peers. These are people he's literally going to battle. Well, maybe not literally, figuratively going to battle with every single week. And as Dave goes through his talk, he's giving away like everything that he does. He's literally outlining and detailing, this is what we do. This is what we do. This is what we do. And he said, you know, the great thing about being this open, this honest, and this transparent is I'm telling you literally what I'm doing right now. So it forces me to get better. And I thought, damn, that's really impactful. If he's willing to share all that and give away all the quote unquote secrets, it forces you to continue to grow and evolve as a coach. So I'd say when we're talking about this commitment to sharing and teaching, it's more mental than physical at this point, right? You've got to commit yourself to helping others beyond just your clients and athletes. And I think this is something that the longer you're in this space really grows on you. Like if you're going to be in this industry 10, 15, 20, 25 years, you understand that at some point you have to stop. You can't train and coach people forever. So how do you continue to make an impact? You help grow the next wave of great trainers, coaches, and rehab professionals so they can continue to carry on the traditions, so they can continue to make a positive impact in the world. So that's number three. Very simply, commit to sharing, commit to teaching, commit to helping grow our industry beyond the impact that you can have as an individual. Number four, time to organize your program and your timeline. So all these are just like kind of philosophical up to this point. Now you're starting to put pen to paper. And while this may sound like a lot of work, and side note, it is a lot of work, but when you start to organize your program, when you start to organize your timeline, how you want your internship program to look, this could be the most priceless part of the process for you. Is it work? Yes, but it's valuable, immeasurably so, because now you're going to start detailing all of the things that you do that you may take for granted. And for me, this came in the form of article writing. So I would like write down, this is how I coach a deadlift. This is how I coach a squat. Uh, these are mistakes I see with a row or a push-up, whatever. So it was very easy when it came time to do this for me because I'd done it so frequently. But for you, there's a value in putting your thoughts on paper. 
So what you need to do is start to break down like, hey, what are the big movement patterns, right? How do you want a squat? Uh, <laughs> how do you want a squat, a deadlift, uh, a lunge, a push-up to look? How do you want it to be coached? How do you want a fat loss program to be written or a hypertrophy program or a strength program? How do you want a session to be run? A lot of times these are things that you do naturally, right? Because you've done it for a cer certain period of time and it's comfortable for you. You know what you're doing and you can kind of breeze through it. But to start detailing all of these processes takes time, but it's also valuable. It gives you clarity. So now one of the things that I found as I've grown and I've evolved as a coach is that not only can I express this at a high level to my clients and athletes, but I can express it at a high level to my peers as well. And I think that's where you really start to know and understand like, hey, this is my philosophy. This is why I do certain things. And I think that's the great part about this. Not only will it help your internship program, but it could literally reshape every aspect of your business for the better. So put this stuff through a filter. What does a perfect squat look like? What's a perfect deadlift look like? What's a perfect fat loss program look like? How do you want sessions to be run? When you can document all this and have this high level 30,000 foot vision of how you want sessions to run and how you want your clients to feel when they walk out of the gym, man, that is a really, really powerful thing. So that's key number four, organize your program and your timeline. Now, the intern is at your space. He or she is, you know, notebook in hand, ready to go, day one. One of the first things that we do at our gym is number five. We set expectations. Now, early on, again, it's Bill and I. And if you know you're going to work with Bill and I, there's a certain level of clout just because we are who we are. So we didn't have to say a lot of these things. It was kind of like unspoken uh, or unwritten rules. But as we've grown and as we've evolved over the years, we've created a pretty extensive internship manual. And the, the value of having this manual is it's all very clearly written, very clearly put into words what we expect. And I'll be honest, I think you know this as well, everything is better when expectations are clearly set and upheld. There's two parts to that. They gotta be clearly set and they have to be upheld. So with our internship manual, it covers everything. Like It's literally like 18 pages. And so we cover appearance and upkeep. And this may be taboo, but I feel like if you're going to be in our space, there's a certain level of upkeep that's necessary, right? You got to comb your hair. You got to brush your teeth. If you're a dude, you got to shave or at least kind of like trim your beard so it doesn't look like you're Wolverine walking into the gym. Um, you know, there's a certain level of professionalism as far as showing up on time, doing what's asked of you, um, you know, the training and coaching expectations, how we expect you to interact with our clients and athletes, um, you know, down to week to week, how much we expect from you, right? So the first two weeks, we're not asking you to coach. And in fact, I'm going to tell you not to coach, even if you've coached people in the past, because I don't know if what you have learned is congruent with the way we do things at our gym. So we talk about training and coaching expectations, and then arguably one of the most important things are the expectations outside of training and coaching. And we try and help these young and 
you know, sometimes older, you know, we've had 30, 40 year old interns in the last couple years. We want them to understand, like, if you want to work in a gym like this, there's more to it than just coaching. Like coaching is the fun part. Like that's the part you should be excited about. But there's other things like gym upkeep. Um, We call it recruit ready, making sure the gym looks a certain way, making sure the bathrooms are clean and tidy. These things are not sexy. They're not exciting, but they're critical for making sure your business presents itself in the best possible light. So once they go through this, and I do this myself, we go through this entire 18-page document, they sign it, and they document you know, that they understand what we expect of them. So everybody's on the same page. But let's be honest. I don't live in a utopia. This is not you know, the universe that the trolls live in. Um, sometimes people aren't getting the job done. So I've had to have those uncomfortable talks of, hey, look, this is what it says in the expectations You are not adhering to that. What's the problem? Sometimes there's things going on outside of the gym that you're unaware of, and there's a human element to that, and you have to have some tough conversations with them about things that are going on in their life. So sometimes you have to meet, and you got to reframe, and you got to understand where they're coming from and try and kind of meet in the middle. But I'll be honest, sometimes there's also times, too, where it's just not a good fit. And we had one intern that left very early in his internship because he didn't think it would be valuable to him. That's fine. We had another guy that we had to let go because he did things that were 1,000% unacceptable at our gym. So we let him go. But it's very, very important. If you want to have a successful internship program, if you want to have a great staff, you have to set expectations. What do you expect out of them? How can they be successful? And I think if you can not only set these, but uphold them, chances are you are going to be very, very successful with your internship program. Number six, give them responsibility. And I'm a big believer that everyone needs a role. As a family person, you know, we even have roles for Cade, for Kendall, even Finn, like the dog, like he's got certain roles that he likes to uphold, right? Like he likes to protect the kids. Um, he's got certain things that he likes to do to make him feel like he's being helpful or that he's being useful. Sports are another great analogy with regards to responsibilities, right? In a basketball situation, everybody has a role. You got your scores. You got your guys that are your hustle guys. They're going to be in there to rebound and defend. You've got maybe your pass first point guard. He's in there. He's not trying to jack up 20 shots, but he's going to get guys open. He's going to create opportunities for others. You got your glue guy that just does whatever's needed of him that day. But the fact of the matter is, you know, everybody needs a role. Everybody needs some sort of responsibility. So when it comes to our interns, once we've set the expectations, we also put a certain level of responsibility on that specific intern or on the group to get it done. If you've ever worked at iFast or you've been around, Bill and I are definitely not what you would call micromanagers. We are very much, hey, here are your roles and your responsibilities. Be an adult, be a professional, and get it done. And if they do, that's great. Now it's up to me or Bill or whoever is in charge of that group to show them that they are a vital piece of the business. Hey, look, like you did an amazing job cleaning the gym floor, and nobody likes mopping the gym floor. But hey, look, you took the time and the effort. Look how great the gym floor looks right now. 
hey, you guys did an amazing job. The gym was a mess. You know, 11 o'clock was absolutely swamped, but now it's 12.15. You guys took that extra 15 minutes. Everything's put away. It looks recruit ready. So when Jesse comes in at 3 o'clock, man, this place is ready to rock. So I think it's critical when you bring these, especially young adults, into your business to give them responsibility. If they're not adults yet, they're growing into that, give them responsibility and help them grow and mature under your guidance. Number seven, this is so important. Like literally, if you paid zero attention up to this point, you've been skimming, you haven't been listening, start listening now. Number seven is arguably the most important point of all this. Number seven, let them coach. And I'm gonna try not to get too upset about this because Look, back in the day when we started our internship program, 08, 2009, 2010, as we start to get more and more kids coming through, I used to hear horror stories about certain gyms in our industry that literally there'd be tens, if not hundreds of people going through sessions over the course of the day. And the coaches are doing a lot of work, but the intern, lo and behold, is standing in the corner. They don't get to coach. They don't get to interact. What do they get to do? All the equipment that's left out after the session is over, they get to put it away. And then they get to watch the next group go through. And I'll be honest, like that's total BS. That is total BS. You should never do an internship and not get reps, not get experience. Like that's a crime. I'm sorry, if you have ever done that internship or an internship like that in our industry, I am sorry because whoever did that to you has failed you. Okay, our primary objective at iFast is simple. And I've said this almost since the start of our internship program a decade ago. When you're done with us, I don't expect you to be Bill, myself, Jay, Lance, Eric, Jesse, Dave, any of the people that have worked for us over the years. I don't expect you to be that. What I do expect is that you could go into any commercial gym right now, day one, and be one of, if not their best coaches, right out of the gate. Like, that's my expectation. And as certain commercial gyms have gotten better, like, that's that's a high aspiration. We're really going to have to coach our interns up to make sure that they can hit that criteria. So to do that, we're going to put them in a safe-to-fail environment. You're going to make mistakes. And I am very transparent in the fact that I still make mistakes to this day. I still screw up. I still have moments in a session or in a training block that I wish I could have back. But with an intern, they need to know that it is safe to fail. It's okay to make mistakes. And something that I always try and express to our interns is that just because you don't know why something isn't looking right or something doesn't feel right doesn't mean you shouldn't fix it. Like too often they're focused on the why versus like, hey, look, Do you not see when they're squatting like their hips are super tucked underneath them? Does that look right? And they'll say no. Say, well, why didn't you fix it? And they'll say, well, I didn't know why it was happening. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I fall back on the the Dan Pfaff quote. If it looks right, it flies right. So I try and be their permission slip to say, hey, look, if something doesn't look right, fix it. And if you don't understand why, try and figure it out on your own. And if you can't, come ask one of us. Because trust me, even though Bill looks scary... He's more than happy to talk to you about what's going on and why certain things are happening. And then one of the last pieces to this is that 
you know, over the course of time, as somebody works with us, as somebody interns with us, what we're progressively going to do is give them more and more rope. So those first two weeks on the floor, they're not coaching. They're there to help pick up and put away equipment. Yes, that's part of the gig, but they're there to start creating relationships. So if somebody's talking to Rebecca or shadowing Rebecca, figure out more about Rebecca. What does she do for a living? Uh, what's her family life? What are her hobbies? You know, why did she start coming to IFAST? Starting to forge those relationships. So you start off where you're kind of this non-threatening assistant that's just there to help out and be a smiling face. And then as you get more and more educated, as you get more and more comfortable, now, okay, now you're going to lead the warm-ups. Oh, man, you're killing that. Okay, now the next phase is, hey, man, we're going to let you take Rebecca through a whole session. And then at the very end, probably that last week, we're really going to test your skills because at IFAST, we train in a semi-private fashion. So you could have anywhere from one to four people whose programs you're supervising and coaching on any given hour. So now we're going to take a step back as the head coach, and we're going to let an intern run the floor and see how they manage that environment. Because if you've never been in that environment before, it can be challenging, right? You got the new person. It's their second day in the gym and they need a lot of handholding. And then you've got, you know, the other person in the corner that's been there for five years and maybe they don't need as much help. They just need a little motivation, but that's the challenge of it. So very, very important point here. If you're an internship coordinator or you want to have interns in your space, let them coach. It is your job to teach them to be a better coach. And on the flip side, if you are looking to be an intern, if you're ever talking to somebody or you're getting interviewed about a position, make sure that this is part of the process for you. Because if you go 12, 14, or 16 weeks on a gym floor and you don't get to coach people, that's a disservice. And you're not getting what you should out of that. So number seven, very simply, let them coach. Number eight, understand that it's a process. Now, Keep in mind, I literally just ranted about how important it is for people to coach, but right now I'm going to give you an unpopular opinion that is also fact. Most interns are a liability early on. I'm just going to say it. Early on, interns are a liability. Here's why. They're in the way. They're asking a ton of questions. They're taking time away from the coaching experience of your clients and athletes and those relationships and those bonds that you're trying to forge, but that's okay. This goes on for a little while, but it's part of the process. So one of the things that I've always tried to relay to my staff, to interns, uh, to people that want to develop an internship program is that there's almost like this 50-50 timeframe for how this plays out. So about the first half of the internship, your interns go from being a massive impediment to about the midway point, now they're kind of helpful, right? Like they kind of understand, oh, this is the equipment I need. I'm going to help get that set up. Or uh, this is the hour where it's busiest. I'm going to try and help out a little bit more or you know, volunteer to help with somebody specifically. And then the second half of the internship, man, they're really helpful. Now you have this really productive member of your staff and 
they are very proactive. They're in there, they're setting up equipment, they're coaching people. You know, if you've got four people, maybe they're taking one of those people because they're comfortable and they're confident in that environment. So just know and understand that this is a process. It doesn't happen overnight. And you've got to be okay with the fact that the first couple weeks are sometimes kind of rough. It's a lot of work on your part as their coach, as their mentor, because there's just so much going on, right? You're like trying to coach a client or an athlete and you're done with that and you want to move to somebody else, but the intern has a question and the intern's kind of in the way and they're messing up the flow. It's part of it. It's part of it. And you take those lumps because, you know, look, like this is part of why we do this. The longer you do this, the more you realize, yes, I want to impact my clients and my athletes. I want to make a massive impact on their body and how they feel about themselves and just their life as a whole. But you also know and understand that like, hey, I want to pass this stuff on. You know, if I die tomorrow, I don't want all the things that I've tried to educate people on to go along with me. So if I educate more trainers, more coaches, more rehab professionals, if I teach them the way that I've done things and I teach them about the wins and the losses that I've had over my career, now hopefully I'm going to pass that on to future generations of trainers and coaches as well. So, you know, when it comes to this, look, some of the the kids and, you know, the adults that you intern and that you mentor, they're going to, some will progress faster than others, but it's like coaching. You know, you adjust your timeline to where they're at. Meet them where they're at. If they're a total noob, be patient. Give them time. You know, just kind of be gentle with them. And others are going to be able to jump into the fray very, very quickly. It's just like coaching, right? Adjust the programming to the person in front of you. In this case, adjust the internship program to the intern standing in front of you and try and make it a great experience for them. Last but not least, number nine, like all things in life, the Kaizen principle comes into play. And I think it's it's really true in all aspects, but especially when it comes to your internship process. The longer you do this, the easier and the better it gets, right? So the more you do it, you'll get a little bit better at delivering the material if you're doing in-services. That's how we do it now. Obviously, they have carte blanche to ask questions during sessions, but we do a weekly in-service for our interns where we deliver the material. And look, the more you do it, the better it gets, the smoother your delivery is. You'll smooth out the bumps with the onboarding process. So when they come in and you get them started, all those little hiccups that you you have early on, they start to smooth themselves out. You'll get them up to speed and coaching faster. I think sometimes when you're just starting off, you're very resistant. You're very hesitant to let somebody else coach your people. And I get that. I get that. But remember, it's part of the process. You got to let them grow. You got to let them evolve. So the longer you do this, the better you'll be at educating them and the better you'll be at onboarding them. So it's this smooth transition from, hey, day one, you're just here and shadowing and helping out to, hey, maybe by you know a third to a half of the way through, now you're already up to speed and you're coaching some people and you're a productive member of the team. So I'm a big believer that you know we're 1%, 2% better every time we do this. It's that accumulated uh, compound interest over time that allows us to continue to learn and grow and evolve so that we do have a really solid and robust internship program at IFAST. Okay, so 
That does it for today, my friend. Nine keys to developing a rock solid internship program. If you want the TLDR, here it goes. Number one, get started. Nobody's going to start it for you. Nobody's going to be perfect. It's never going to be perfect. So you might as well put it out there and get started as soon as possible. Number two, define your criteria. What's a great intern look like? What's a really awful intern look like? Write this person down. Write their characteristics down. What and whom do you need to be successful, to help your business grow, and to help grow more great coaches? Number three, commit to sharing and teaching. Remember what Dave Tenney said. If I'm going to give away everything that I'm doing, I got to continue to be better. Same for you. If you want to continue to grow and evolve as a coach, it's not enough to just teach your clients and athletes. Start teaching your peers. Now you're really going to level up. Number four, organize your program and your timeline. Start to document all of your processes, how you coach, how you program, how you run a session. Because I can assure you, whether it's you know for interns, whether it's for employees, or it's just for yourself, Starting to document and write all this stuff down can make a massive impact on how you look at your business as a whole. Number five, set expectations. Gotta set expectations early on. Make it clear what's expected, the do's, the don'ts, the absolutely unacceptables. Get it all out there, and then once they're out there, uphold them. You can't say it and then not follow through. So make sure you set an expectation and then you uphold it. Number six, give them responsibility. Every person in your business wants a role. They want a responsibility. They want to feel needed. So find a way to give them responsibility and help them grow and mature, not just as trainers, not just as, as coaches, but as adults, so that they will be a productive member of the working world when they get out into it. Number seven, again, arguably the most important, let them coach. If somebody's going to intern for you, be okay with letting them coach and helping them grow their coaching chops because this is arguably the most important part of the whole process. You got to get reps in a safe to fail environment. Number eight, understand it's a process. They're not going to be super helpful day one. They may even be a hindrance to what you're doing day one, week one. That's okay. By the end, they are going to be super helpful. You're going to love the fact that you brought them on and the entire experience is going to be fantastic for both you and them. Then last but not least, number nine, commit to the Kaizen principle. Make sure that the longer you do this, every single time you try and get just a little bit better. So my friend, really hope you enjoyed this episode. A little bit different path, um, but I think, quite frankly, this is one of the most frequent questions that I get. Like people want to know how we run our internship program, how we've had the longevity, how we've had the success that we have. And so, you know, the last 36, 37 minutes has detailed a good, good chunk of that. So if you enjoyed this episode, please do me one favor. If you are not already subscribed, do that right now. Go to wherever you consume podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Wherever you consume podcasts, go there right now, hit the subscribe button so you know each and every week when a new episode drops. So my friend, as always, thank you so much for your support. Love and appreciate you. And we'll be back next week with our next episode. Take care.